0: Back at it again. Can't stop, won't stop. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show. I am your host, Rick Saratella, R-I-C. In the place to be, bringing you the names you need to know. First, since 2002, that's what we do here at the NFLDraftBible.com. Today is April 17th, ladies and gentlemen, and we are 10 days away. From the 2017 NFL Draft. And of course, we are brought to you by our good friends over at Premier Athlete Advisors. All you 2018 NFL Draft prospects definitely want to go check out Premier Athlete com. Those are my guys, and uh, they're doing some big things in the agent industry. So internationally known, not just here in the United States, and uh, somebody all you future draft prospects should look into. Now, today, we have a under the radar quarterback prospect that everybody needs to know. And before we get to our guests today, I do want to let everybody know that goparabolic dot com. Uh, check out their new training facility as well over at goparabolic.com. And of course, we will be uh, reporting all of our on location coverage for the twenty seventeen NFL Draft at NFL Draft Bible, so you can follow us there on Twitter. And all of our interviews, including this one today, can be found there. So uh, if you want to catch this interview or or some future interviews or some past interviews, we have a star-studded lineup. Uh, tomorrow we'll have Brad Seaton from Villanova. We'll have another guest on Wednesday. And then we'll do our NFL draft preview shows to uh, – cap off the week and and then get to the nitty-gritty down there in Philadelphia. And, you know, a lot of people are fascinated by this year's QB class. And you saw the emergence of uh, Dak Prescott last year. Everybody wants to know who's this year's Dak Prescott. And before Dak Prescott, there was Tony Romo and uh, a small school guy undrafted that came out of nowhere and became a starter for the Dallas Cowboys. And our guest that's about to join us right now is drawing those – type of comparison so let's welcome him on board and we thank him uh very kind of him to join the nfl draft bible player spotlight show and he is philip nelson the quarterback from ecu joining us on the hotline right now philip again we thank you for your time today and looking forward to uh getting your story out there to our listening audience how are you today
1: great rick how are you doing
0: Doing well. So, you know, let's kick off because, you know, I've uh, been chatting with your QB coach, Tony Rassiopi, over there at the Test Football Academy, and he is no stranger to training NFL quarterbacks. In fact, he is just about the best QB guru in the nation, and he's seen uh, a lot of people pass through those Test Football Academy doors, uh, uh, including the likes of Joe Flacco, uh, just to name some. But, you know, what's it been like for you with the whole draft process leading up to your pro day workout, I know you've been training in New Jersey. Uh, just take us through what your workout resume has been like.
1: It's been uh, it's been a crazy couple months here. Um, you know, I've been basically living out of a suitcase here for you know three and a half months, and uh, you know, my January started out with me um, going to Phoenix and. Um, I did a couple weeks of, of training there in, in preparation for the NFLPA game. Then I went over to uh, to L.A., um, you know, got, got a week there, played in the NFLPA game. That went great. Um, and then from there I went to New Jersey, and, and that's where I, I met Coach Rassiope. And, um, you know, and then, then you kind of change gears from, from football to, uh, to getting ready to, you know, kind of be a track athlete and, and get ready for your pro day, everything like that. And uh, you know, after six weeks in, in New Jersey we had a successful pro day. Uh Coach Raz came down and ran it. Um, you know, I tend to been more happy with how it went and um you know, now it's uh you know, it's a it's a scramble. We've got about a month to get back into football shape because, you know, rookie mini camps are, are right around the corner. So um it's been it's been a crazy couple months but it's been awesome. It's 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 exactly what, you know anyone with this type of dream is looking forward to doing.
0: And now we play the waiting game, like I mentioned, just 10 days away. And uh, you've created a little bit of a buzz for yourself at at a good time right before the draft here. And you mentioned the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl where uh, that buzz began because uh, Mike Martz, uh, Super Bowl winner, offensive uh, guru, he called you uh, a hidden gem and I've heard a lot of praise coming out of that NFLPA Collegiate Bowl around you. Uh, what was it like to play for a guy like Coach Martz? What was some of the uh, knowledge you were able to obtain from that week in California? And uh, just overall as a whole, what was the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl experience like for you?
1: It was incredible. Um, you know, Coach Martz, obviously you said it all, he's a Super Bowl winning coach. Um, to be able to sit in there every single day um, with him and, and John Kitna was the quarterback coach and we watched, you know, actual, you know, St. Louis Rams, greatest show on curve film every single day. It was, it was incredible to kind of see what it, what exactly it takes to be an NFL quarterback. And, you know, Coach March had, uh, had plenty of conversations with me and, you know, shed as much knowledge as he could about, about what it really takes. And, um, you know, I, I definitely took that, took his, uh, his advice and I, I stored that, you know, in my head and, um, you know, I still keep in touch with him and, uh, and Coach Kidna throughout this process, you know, they, they had such a great impact on on my life that, that, you know, it was just one week. Um, but yeah, that, that, that week of the NFL PA game, it, it really opened your eyes as to, you know, it. Once you once you make it on once you get on a team, it doesn't matter where you go. It's about how you perform, and um, you know I'm just looking for an opportunity, and I, I feel like I'm preparing to to make the most of my oppor- out of my opportunity.
0: Oh yeah, opportunity is right around the corner, and pretty soon you'll have a new playbook to stick your nose in. And hey, Mike Martz, John Kitna. Tony Raso, you be surrounded yourself with some really quality people and and you know talk about being able to pick the brains and get advice uh from some valuable uh, aspects. So those guys are great and you know that you talk about the greatest show on turf, man. That would be a great offense for any quarterback, but I think an offense that would sit, suit your skill set because you do have uh that arm strength, uh the ability to make all the throws, you know, if a NFL team is tuning in, and and maybe there's a West Coast scout trying to get familiar with your game. I mean, give us the little uh, self-scouting report on yourself.
1: Well, you know, Rick, I'd say I'm a quarterback that, you know, like you said, can do it all. And, um, you know, as a passion and love for this game, I think, uh, you know, throughout my my college career, I've had, you know, four different um, offensive playbooks, and and each one I've been able to um, to learn extremely fast and, and take in all the information and, and then translate it onto the field and dissect everything and and, and figure that part out of it. And I think that, you know, a lot of quarterbacks talk about, you know, being lucky to be able to have, you know, just one, one offensive coordinator, one playbook throughout their entire career. But, you know, I guess I'm looking, you know, my situation as a blessing in disguise because I got you know, so many different techniques and, and, uh, and, and playbooks and, and, you know, uh, you know, different coaching styles under my belt. And, um, you know, and I've learned to adapt through each one. Um, And so I think, you know, that, that, that helps me out learning new playbooks and especially when I went to the NFL PA game, I was able to pick up that playbook very fast, Um, you know, go into my quarterback toolbox and, you know, pull out a seven-step drop because I've done it before. And, um, you know, so I think I'm, I'm a quarterback that can adapt really well to whatever's thrown at him. I believe I can make all the throws. I believe that I'm a quarterback that can can move as well. I'm, I'm not a runner, but if I need to run, I can make the play with my legs. Um, you know, I, I also take pride in not turning the ball over. And, uh, you know, I think if you yeah, if you watch my film throw this year, I did a great job of not turning the ball over, um, and you know I'm just a guy that you know I know I know where the ball is. I think I can, I know I can uh, you know decipher defenses very well. I I can play the game with my eyes. I I, I have extreme extremely good uh, film study habits. You know I I preparation. It's all in the preparation, and and that's what Coach Raz talked a lot about with you know him going to the Manning camp and. A lot of the stuff that, you know, he definitely shed some new some new light to me that he learned from, you know, Peyton and Eli and all of them. Um, but a lot of the stuff that, you know, that, that they were talking about, there's some stuff that I would do throughout the week as well in preparation for each week. So, um, you know, I feel like I'm a, I'm a quarterback that, you know, can really um, – I got the skill set to be able to do it. It's just a matter of getting that opportunity and, and being able to show somebody what I can do. Yeah, and
0: we're talking to uh, Philip Nelson, the blonde bomber out of ECU, the quarterback, uh, coming off an impressive pro day be- performance. And Philip, all the attributes that you listed are all characteristics that NFL teams are looking for. Especially uh, this modern era now. There's a lot of you know simplistic, dumbed down offenses. Uh, quarterbacks looking over to the sidelines, reading a a play card getting under center and, and running an RPO and, and making one read and and their offense is being dictated by that. Whereas, you know, you're a guy who, as you mentioned, ha- has uh, studied different playbooks, has gotten under center, can do a three, five, seven-step drop and and go through your progressions and, you know, limiting the turnovers. I mean, jeez, NFL head coaches emphasize that so much at the next level. So I think, you know, that was great that you had the opportunity to showcase those skill sets at your pro day workout. Of course, throwing to a guy like Zay Jones always helps too because that brings in additional eyeballs. So I'm curious, you know, after your pro day workout, have you been able to kind of, gather any feedback either yourself or 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 your agent from uh you know talking to NFL teams have you have you been able to gather any feedback kind of any idea what kind of scheme you best suited for at the next level but you seem like a guy who can adapt to any scheme
1: Yeah um absolutely I believe that um you know I believe that fully and and after my pro day um I know between you know myself and and as well as my agent um, you know, we've, uh, we've gathered some we've gathered feedback from several teams and we had been in talks with several teams and, um, you know, I think they liked what they saw. Um, you know, unfortunately, um, you know, about, about five days before my pro day, I, I came down with, with influenza pretty bad and, and I had lost 11 pounds right before. So that was a little bit of a, a minor bump in the road and, um, you know i didn't i didn't measure i didn't weigh in as much as i i normally would be and, and the flu kind of you know set me back a little bit in that aspect but other than that the pro day went well the teams liked it um and uh you know i think uh you know we were able to watch watch some film and um you know the other thing too that uh you know that that they really liked was the the fact that I had capability at the line of scrimmage this year to uh to change plays make audibles. Um, you know, I knew all of, all of the offensive lines, different protections, and and I knew when I had to change it. I knew who I was hot off uh, hot off of. I knew when I had a sight adjust, all that type of stuff. And, um, it's kind of those little things that you know, when I was a freshman and a sophomore, um, I had I didn't really completely understand how important that stuff was. And then you know, the last two years of my college career, I really was able to get that stuff under my belt, be able to protect myself, know when I'm hot, get the Get everyone on the same page, and um, you know that's that's another thing that they really liked about me.
0: And you know, we had you coming in at about six foot one and a half. I think you weighed in at two oh three at your pro day workout. And you mentioned pocket passer, but hey, there's some athleticism hidden under the underneath there. Two thirty five and a half thirty five and a half inch vert, nine foot seven broad, so you, you flash some athleticism. So you mentioned. The weight loss, so do you envision yourself playing closer to about two fifteen at the next level? Is that where you see
1: yourself yep yep i I weighed in at the NFL PA game at two sixteen and <laughs> that flu brought me all the way down to two o three so it it took me about a week to recover from that
0: and you know you mentioned the freedom that the coaching staff gave you the the ability to audible and, and uh you know not too many college quarterbacks are allowed that freedom anymore these days, but talk a little bit about um, your leadership overall, because, you know, you won over your teammates, uh, you were named a team captain, uh, the coaches speak very highly of your, your uh, leadership skills, uh, praising your vocal leadership skills, I mean... Uh, you know what kind of leadership skills do you think you own? What kind of leader are you? Are you a guy that leads by example? Are you that vocal leader? Will you pull a guy to the side, or will you do all of the above?
1: You know what I think. Um, you know, first off, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off um, with saying that when I walked into East Carolina, um, you know, I was a scout team walk on guy, and um, you know, and that's where I started off here. And, um, you know, within a year I was named the starting quarterback team captain, um, you know, all that, all that stuff. And, and I had to, you know, I earned my stripes every single day. I, I showed up to work every single day, whether it was the scout team, um, you know, being a walk on, earned a scholarship, you know, after, after a couple months and everything. And, um, you know, I think that was probably one of the, the greatest moments I had at East Carolina was, just uh you know showing every all showing all my teammates you know that you can be you know that that overlooked guy that that walk on that that can come in to work every single day and put in put in the work show that you care get better and uh and earn your way up up the ladder and um you know and i think I think me going through that is really kind of what started all everything with with my great leadership skills and you know, and of course I've, I've, my leadership skills throughout, throughout that time as well. And, um, and I believe that, you know, it's just, it's just a matter of knowing your teammates and, uh, you know, some guys, yeah, they, they respond well to, uh, you know, getting on them a little bit. Some guys, you know, they need to be told, Hey man, like you've done this before. I I know you can do this. And so I think, you know, I think what I do really well is I get to know my teammates. I'm, I'm friends with all those guys, you know, every single one of them. And, and i and i care about them and i think that's that's what kind of wins over your teammates and um you know and i think i'm a guy that you know i can lead by example i can lead by you know being vocal um you know i i've really it's almost a natural thing for me and um and i think it really helps when when you truly care about your teammates and you love them and so uh, so i think throughout that year seeing those guys those guys seeing me go what i went through um earning my way up, you know, caring about them, you know, believing in them. Um, you know, I think that's the type of leader that I would that I am. It hey,
0: definitely earned your way onto the playing field and the uh the results were there. I mean, uh, 400 yards against South Carolina, 362 against Virginia Tech. Uh some big time football programs is when, you know, you seem to play your best football and step up when the team needed you the most and um, you know, let's rewind a little bit. Now you you actually began at the University of Minnesota. You started 16 games there, highly recruited out of high school, uh one of the top rated quarterbacks, a uh, Mr. Football. Uh take us through the recruiting process coming out of high school and, and choosing to stay home, so to speak, at, at Minnesota.
1: Well, uh yeah, I I had originally had that one offer from Minnesota um coming um during my junior uh season of football um and I had developed such a great relationship with uh coach Jerry Kill and, and his staff and um and I saw the direction that the program was heading I saw that they they had a need for quarterback um and I committed um you know my junior year so I I committed extremely early um and I, I really did like what I see, what I saw there and I was so lucky to be able to go in there um, play as a true freshman, sophomore year, um, get some playing get some playing time under my belt, um, but uh, you know I guess just at the end of the day I just I wanted to develop a little bit more as a passer, and uh, I wanted to look for a, a system that allowed me to to develop as a as a overall quarterback more, and, and that was kind of the reason why I needed to leave.
0: And then you transferred to Rutgers, my neck of the woods here in New Jersey, and. You know, probably underwent some adversity that made you stronger in life. And I'll be the first one to admit, when I was in college, I made plenty of mistakes and uh, stuff that, you know, strengthens us in the long haul and makes us better people. But you're no stranger to adversity, and I don't know how much you want to delve into it, but we do have to uh, touch base on it because NFL scouts do listen to the show. So, you know, what can you tell us about your time at Rutgers, the adversity you went through, and what you learned from the situation?
1: Well, I got to uh I got to Rutgers um because I had, I was looking forward to being a part of Ralph Friesen's offense. Um and and you know, Ralph Friesen is um an absolute offensive guru and um you know, in in my one semester there, I learned more about football than than I had in my entire life and and that's originally where I learned all about you know, changing protections, getting out of bad plays, you know, mic points and pots and sight adjusts, all, all that type of stuff. Um, so that, that was, you know, something that I'll forever cherish, being able to work with uh, Coach Frieden. um But yeah, then, then that adversity hit and, uh, you know, I just knew that, um, you know, I, I had obviously got myself into a situation that um, I shouldn't have in the first place, um, you know, even though, even though I came out clean of everything like that, I know I shouldn't have even, you know, put myself in that situation. Um, You know, it it was a big misunderstanding. Um, It was, you know, a little bit twisted in a sense. And, um, but, you know, like you said, when when you go through that adversity, the only thing you can really do is um, learn from it. You learn to cherish it. You know, I spent you know basically a year and a half out of football and, and it made me love football so much more you know i had i had the game that i love taken away from me and and it hurt really bad but um you know the way i looked at it was you know during that year and a half where you know i wasn't playing football um you know that's I, i've never worked harder in my life to you know not only get back but come back and 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 be ready to play and um you know there are a lot of uh you know 6am mornings where you know, I'm, I'm gathering up the high school kids because I I need to throw, and then we go out at 6 a.m. and 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 we get a throwing workout in, and um, you know, it it just made me hungry. It made me hungry as as I've ever been, and um, you know, I came back and and you know, that's when you know ECU had had me as a walk on um, scout team player, and I, and let me tell you, I was so happy just to be able to do that. You know, it really solidified my love for the game and. Um, that's kind of the way that I, I I took that adversity. And, you know what, I mean, I wouldn't be where I am today without, you know, going through that. So, um, you know, I absolutely don't live my life with any regrets, but, um, you know, it, it's led me to where I am today. I'm a better person because of it. And, uh, you know, I'm hungry as ever, and I love the game of football so much.
0: You know, and that seems to be a constant theme. Talking to uh, Coach Rassiopi and, and Coach Kevin Dunn, you know, they tell me, They've never seen a guy love the game like you. I mean, you're just a sponge trying to absorb all the information, extra reps, getting early, staying late, always seeking more, 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 more. And I think that is really, you know, a a big separation of players at the next level. And, And the one thing that NFL scouts will never be able to measure a player's heart and, you know, teams try to identify and, and get a read on that as much as they possibly can but I think it it truly oozes out of your pores and we're talking to uh the blonde bomber ECU quarterback Philip Nelson here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight show winding down uh just a little bit more time uh remaining here Philip before we let you go I'd like to kind of get to to know you a little bit off the field or or bring our listening audience, give them uh maybe a little bit of a taste what you're like off the field, what do you like to do in your free time? Do you have any hobbies you enjoy? Maybe you can uh tell us something that we might not know about Philip Nelson.
1: Um, well I'm from uh you know, I'm from a small town in Wisconsin called DeForest, Wisconsin. Um and my family we own some hunting land, um about two hours north. Uh, in the middle of nowhere. And so, uh, I'm a big hunter. I love, whenever I get home, I, I love to get up to our land and, you know, whether that be bow hunting or just, uh, deer season. Um, I love, I love getting back home and, and being in the Midwest and, and getting some hunting done. Um, you know, I, I recently actually, within a year ago I, I learned how to play guitar. I really like guitar. Um, you know, I uh, I love music. I love going to concerts. Um, I love being out on on lakes. I love boating around, just being on the water. I love the ocean. You know, once I got to East Carolina, I was I was by the beaches. I was able to make a couple beach trips. Um, you know, I guess uh, I guess that's some of the things that I like to do.
0: Hey, sounds good. A uh, little little outdoorsman in there. I I sense. Um you know we are running out of time, and we do like to wrap up every show with this final question. So, you know what I like to do here is, is just give the player the platform and, and talk to me as if I'm an NFL general manager, and I want you to tell me why I should draft
1: Philip Nelson. Well, you should draft Philip Nelson because I'm going to help you win championships. Um, you know, I think my my passion, my energy, my love for the game um, is second to none, and And, you know, yeah, I I might not be your starting quarterback next year, but I totally believe that I'm going to do everything in my power to not only develop, but to be ready to play. And, um, you know, I think that, you know, I, I, I'm just going to come into work every single day and, you know, I'm just going to be contagious. My, my energy, my passion for the game is just going to be contagious. And, you know, I'm going to get my nose in the playbook. I'm going to learn absolutely everything. I'm going to be another coach on the field and, um, I'm going to do anything I can to help the quarterback room or any other position on the field that needs any help. And, you know, I'm going to keep my body ready. My arm's going to be ready to play. You know, I'm I'm mentally going to be ready to play. I'm going to be a guy that loves the game, going to bring that great energy. And I think everyone's going to love to be around me. And we're all going to get better. We're going to win championships.
0: Love it. Love the attitude. Love the confidence. And uh, last one here before – we let you go. Philip. I'll, I'll give you the stage to uh, give anybody you want a, a, any shout-outs, any thank-yous along the way, any parting shots, final words uh, for our audience here today.
1: I guess, you know, you can, not, you can never go wrong with saying hi to mom and dad, right? So, uh, you know, I just <laughs> I really appreciate my parents. They've helped me out so much throughout um, this entire time um, of my career, my family, my support system, everybody. Um, you know, Coach Raz. Um, yep. Yeah, uh, John Kitna, Mike Marks, everybody who's been there throughout this entire process, you know, Kevin Dunn, gear, Gudmanson, man. I mean, you really set that right. You know, I'm, I'm so lucky to have those people journey over the past couple months and, you know, I, I wouldn't change it for the world. So I really appreciate them.
0: Uh, will you we appreciate you Philip, for taking the time out of your schedule here and, and, uh, providing us some insight with, uh, not only your story but your game and, you know, one of the quarterbacks that uh, I truly believe will be drafted in about 10 days or so. So, hey, listen, try to try to enjoy the next 10 days as much as you possibly can. I know it's a crazy time of year, and it's, it's uh, the last, you know, three and a half months or so probably feels like three and a half years. But we're looking forward to uh, seeing where you land, and uh, best of luck along the way.
1: Thank you so much, Rick. Thanks for having me.
0: You got it. That's uh, Philip Nelson, a.k.a. the Blonde Bomber. Don't say we didn't tell you, folks. Uh, NFL Draft Bible bringing you the names you need to know first since 2002. And that's another one there for the uh, Memory Bank. File that in the archives and, you know, probably looking day three, uh, realistically, and, until he gets his name called. But as he mentioned, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. We had that conversation with uh, Mark Brunel last year at the draft and. Uh, As we mentioned at the top of the show, guys like Tony Romo, Dak Prescott, the list goes on and on. But uh, certainly a guy that, you know, made great strides this past season, completing 68% of his passes, 2-to-1 touchdown to interception ratio, 16 touchdowns, just eight interceptions, over 2,600 passing yards, uh, 141.5 rating, and just great, great strides. Uh, since we last saw him in that Minnesota Gophers uniform slinging the ball around the field. But a guy that I got to tell you, um, a lot of people that I respect talk very highly of this kid. And, you know, he's going to make a roster. He's going to stick on a team. And, you know, he could be starting one day uh, at the National Football League. And I love his confidence. It's not cockiness. But uh, that's what you want to see in a signal caller, uh, especially – at the NFL level, so, you know, that about does it for another episode here on the NFL Draft Bible Player Spotlight Show, brought to you by Premier Athlete Advisors. Check out premierathleteadvisors.com. They're also on Twitter and Facebook. You can find them over there. Uh, College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, the 2018 watch list, is right around the corner. After the draft ends, we'll be releasing our initial watch list. You can nominate players at com. Of course, you can email me, ric at com, And that's going to do it until tomorrow. We'll be back 10 a.m. Tuesday. Uh, it will be April 18th. Tomorrow, we'll be nine days away from the draft, we'll have Brad Seaton from Villanova, a very hot commodity uh, leading up here to the NFL draft. So uh, till the next time, everybody, I was your host, RIC, and a place to be. Rick Saratella, bringing you the names you need to know first.